Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. Father God, we just thank you. You're so good. We celebrate you, Jesus, and we love you. We just embrace you. Holy Spirit, we embrace your presence in this house. And I just pray, God, that you would just flood this house with your presence. I pray, God, that you would just captivate every heart. May they encounter you. May they encounter the depth of your love, oh God. And may may you just move in their hearts. I just pray, God, that you just release healing where healing is needed and encouragement. And God, whatever we need today, God, the answer to it is always in your presence, God. So you're here. You're here. Your presence is here, God. And I just pray, God, all throughout this service that you just minister to people's hearts. And God, we're just about to enter into this time of worship. And as we do these baptisms, we just pray your anointing fall upon each and every one of these individuals being baptized, God, that you would just, again, flood their hearts and, and, and God, just strengthen them and lead them and guide them and fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit to walk this journey out hand in hand with you. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you and embrace you. Have your way in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, grab your Bibles, everybody, and um, uh, I want you to open them up to Proverbs in chapter 18, and we'll start there. And uh, then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 12. Move around just a few places today. I'm excited for the Word. How I many you know the Word is living, right? It's active, it's powerful, it's life-changing. We should expect for our lives to be altered by the Word of God this morning. Amen? It's powerful. Um, so I just finished speaking uh, for two weeks out of Second Peter in chapter 1. And uh, I've been ministering on really discipleship, but really on intentional growth uh, and spiritual maturity. Uh, and in that passage, it says, by His divine power, being partakers, and I loved this, being partakers of His divine nature, uh, adding to our faith. So that was the focus of, and what Peter was talking to the church about is adding to their faith virtue and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and love. Amen. I mean, our lives should always be changing and growing, looking more and more and more like Him. We're adding to our faith these things on a daily basis. Amen. And so I'm going to kind of stay in that same stream. And, um, and I'm going to talk to you today. I have two, two titles. You can pick which one you want. My, the pastoral title is the power of words. The power of words. Um, Scott's title is, Lord, help my mouth. So you just kind of pick which one you want. But uh, this is a big deal. Our, our words reveal our heart. So just kind of ask yourself for a second, but what, what, do, you, what do your words echo? Like consistently, what are your words echoing? Do they echo the culture around you? Or are they echoing heaven? Come on. Um, and so this is a familiar passage. I just want to start with it because it's, it's so powerful. But look here in Proverbs in chapter 18. Let's just read this together and see where the Lord takes us. Proverbs in chapter 18. And I, I want you to go to verse... Verse 19, and then we'll read down through 21. So you got it, Proverbs 18, verse 19. Everybody ready? All right, now listen to this. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Isn't that something? A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Then it says this, and contentions... um, Contentions are like the bars of a castle. Contentions. Um, a heated, firm lack of agreement. Uh, contentions are like the bars of a castle. Verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. It's powerful. From the produce of his lips, 
You have the ability to be filled with rest, with peace, with contentment, or the opposite of that. And then we get into verse 21, which is, we've heard before, kind of drives it home, but verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life lay in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay, so let's stop right there. All three of these verses, uh, just, I, I encourage you to kind of go back and read over them this week and study them, and just really ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. But all three of these verses uh, bring in and talk about the power of our words, right? But verse 21, like we've heard this before, but I just want to, it just needs to be dropped in again. It's just where God has us at, again, in this place of truly adding to our faith and growing and maturing and, 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 and learning every day to look more like Him, right? Like my goal every day is to look more like Him. Some days I look more like Scott, and some days I think, hey, I did a pretty good job today. I feel like I reflected heaven for the most part. But my goal every day is to be imitators of Him. Come on, man. And, and so much of that, I feel like, I feel like that, that, that there's a lot of things in Christianity and within the church that we just know, we know not to do it. Right? We know not to do it. We know we're not going to go out and do drugs today. We're not going to go out and drink alcohol today. We're not going to go out and do these sins that are highlighted that we know are just bad, blah, blah, blah. But, but, yet, but, yet, but, but yet so many times we're not intentional of really living in the revelation of the Scripture and realizing the power of what's coming out of our mouths and what we're echoing and how that changes everything around us. Amen? So, so, so again, this verse 21 just drives it home and it says, death and life are in the power of our tongue. In the power of our words lie uh, 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 death and life. I'll go on to say this. There's, there, there's no such thing as a neutral word. So, so that raises the bar a little bit on our intentionality of of, 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 of watching and listening to what we're echoing. Amen? Because of the understanding the power of those words. So, so every word released from your mouth can and will preserve life or destroy it. All of us here today uh, have seen, uh, seen this lived out. We've seen it in marriages. We've seen it in, 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 in children. Uh, we've seen it in friendships. We've seen it in church relationships. Um, all these things um, negatively impacted by inappropriate or destructive words released by people. Words are powerful. I was thinking about this uh, this week a little bit. And... Uh, you guys know me uh, and how my memory works, which it doesn't. It's funny the things that I remember and the things that I can't remember. Uh, but I was thinking about this this weekend. Out of all the things that I can remember, I can remember a, a coach in elementary school that said really bad negative things to me at a practice one day after school with all of my peers around me. And I'm, I'm 52 now. Isn't that something? I'm talking about the weight of our words, right? I'm talking about the weight of our words and understanding how they impact. And so this goes so far from, from what we're echoing and, and from gossip to slander to uh, just complaining uh, uh, to not to not be uh, grateful, uh, to be a negative, to being rude, uh, speaking profanity, or just tearing down whatever that it may be. Amen. But 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 just I, I want us to make sure we're grasping today that what comes out of our mouths carries weight. It carries weight. Uh, and so 
life and death, Proverbs says, life and death lie in the power of the tongue. So now I, I want to just take this a little different direction just real quick, and we're going to dig in a little bit more, but, 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 but I, I want you to think about this as well, because often when we're, when we're ministering out of these particular verses, and we're kind of, we're kind of uh, highlighting the importance of watching what we say, and not speaking evil, not speaking bad, not speaking negatively, and so a lot of times the focus is on what we what we're not to say. But when you really dig in the scripture it also says that life life lies in your words. So you can look at this another way and 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 and, and you you can say that like withholding encouraging and life-giving words from people will also have a negative impact on the people in our lives. Come on. So now I'm going to be not just intentional in um in, in, in making sure that I'm echoing heaven and not my culture, not, not being negative, not degrading, not slandering, not gossiping, but living intentionally of saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want to release right now? Come on, man. When you're with your friend, when you're with your children, when you're with your spouse, when you're at the restaurant and the waitress is taking care of you, and you can just kind of see her, her, her heart's heavy or whatever, and it's like, man, what an opportunity. You've got the power of life inside of you. So it's also living with this intentionality of hearing what heaven is saying and releasing it to the people around us. I mean, you know, encouragement changes things. Just think about how much our marriages would change if we just intentionally just begin to release heaven over our, over our spouses. Amen? So we grab a hold of this, just this important aspect, man, and, and just that your tongue has the power to release life and, 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 and not, not withholding life-giving words. But, but God, he, he tells us the Scripture over and over again to encourage, to edify, and exhort one another. Amen? Your words are powerful. Let's start releasing life into each other. Even just within the body of Christ, just beginning to release life, release life, release life through encouragement and edification and hearing, hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying and let Him speak to people through you in every aspect and every, every area of our life. Amen? The power. Life and death lie in the tongue. Alright, so how do we do this? How do we, how do we echo heaven? How do we echo heaven? How do we, how, do we, uh, how do we live in such a way that life is what's coming out of us? And I just want to share a couple things with you. But I want you to turn in your Bible to the book of Matthew. In chapter 12, Matthew in chapter 12, and then you're going to go to verse 33. So Matthew in 12, verse 33, okay? This is just going to read down through, I think, verse 37 here, but let's, let's look at this together. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34, Jesus says, Broad of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. Verse 36, But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account for in the day of judgment. Isn't that powerful? Verse 37, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So I just want to look at this for a little bit here. So we, we take this Scripture in Proverbs in chapter 18 and verse 21 in this revelation of the power of our words, life and death. We want to echo heaven. We want to release life, right? And so how we do this. And then we come here to Matthew in, in 12 and 33 through 37. And, and what I want you to see in here is that when Jesus said a tree is known by its fruit, He was explaining how the contents of, of our hearts are revealed and so, in this context, here, um, he's speaking to a group of religious leaders who are incapable of speaking healthy words because their hearts were evil. So regardless of their religious status or their outward appearance, their words revealed the actual conditions of their hearts. And, and, and this statement is in there in verse 34 where Jesus says, 
And this is what it comes down to. He says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let's grab a hold of this today because I feel like God really wants to do some inner work and some healing in us. So when we look at this and we're asking ourselves, man, how do I do this? How do I, how do I get out of this place of, of just negativity or, or, or being mean or saying stuff and, 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 and not always echoing heaven? How do, I, how do I echo heaven? And then we learn this here, uh, that, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, so the first thing we've got to grab a hold of is transformation begins in our heart transformation begins in our hearts in other words maybe let let me say it this way your heart leaks through your mouth your heart will leak through your mouth this is why getting healthy and staying healthy is so important, man. And, and, and getting our sin under the blood and letting, our, letting the Lord heal us of anger or offense or bitterness and jealousy and where there's unforgiveness and evil, whatever that it may be, amen. All these things, like, like it's got to be cleansed from our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I, I just, I share with you today that a heart that is clean and filled with the presence of the Spirit is sourced to release words filled with life. I want to encourage you today, never ignore an unhealthy heart condition because death will end up coming out of your mouth. Amen? And we go through things, and we get hurt, and we get disappointed, and we get discouraged, and we get tired of waiting, and people truly do let us down, and people do offend us, and we offend people. So all of these things are part of the process that we go through, but the key to it is is that we identify these things when they come upon us, when we feel them, and we invite the Holy Spirit to come and cleanse us and purify us, amen? And we get stuff under the blood and we forgive what we need to forgive but we're extremely intentional in it man because we understand that we cannot ignore an unhealthy heart condition it will reveal itself through your mouth come on and we can dress up and we can even operate in our giftings when we have opportunity to in all these things man but I'm telling you, the condition of your heart is going to be revealed through what comes out of your mouth. Amen? Help us, God. So first off, it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So we've got to maintain a healthy heart. Secondly, second, we have to remain totally dependent upon the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen? In John... I'm just going to quote some scriptures to you here, and I'll have you turn here in just a second to something. In, in John's Gospel, in chapter 14 and 26, Jesus says, um, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, listen, He says, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. It's powerful. So when you put that in application to what God's speaking to us about today, discipline and restraint, you know, might work for a season. You just, you know, you, we, I'm going to control my tongue. I'm going to control my tongue. We, 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 you, you, you do your best inwardly on your own to, to, to guide, guide your heart, to guide what's coming out of your mouth. Amen. All these things. But ultimately, we need the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit sourcing us. Amen. For us to be able to effectively communicate. Every one of us do, man. We should be asking Him all the time. The Spirit will teach you all things, and that includes using your words. Holy Spirit can teach you when to speak, where to speak, and what to speak. Amen? I'm thankful for that. I handle things a whole lot different now than I used to handle them. And I'm still a work in progress. Amen? Still a work in progress. But I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit's leadership. I'm so thankful whenever He... he, does uh, performs my first title where I said, Lord, help me with my math. I'm thankful that, that I'm walking with the Holy Spirit and I'll go through something, I'll feel something and I'll, I'll want to say something or, or some of y'all need to get a hold of this before, when you're on social media and ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to say before you post that thing. Now, some of you need the anointing on your keyboard. And I'm grateful 
for the Holy Spirit's leadership when He convicts me and He quiets me and He says, don't say that. It's like, is that life or is that death? Come on, somebody. Amen. So we need, we need the Holy Spirit's leadership and He'll teach us. He'll teach us when to speak. He'll teach us where to speak. He'll teach us what to speak. Now I was thinking, you know, about Jesus and uh, how he didn't, he didn't speak on His own initiative. He was sourced by the Father for His words to be filled with life. And it says in John 12.50, it says, and I know that his, com- his command is everlasting life. This is what Jesus says. And He says, therefore, whatever I speak, just as the, as the Father has told me, so I speak. And then in, in John, in chapter 6 and verse 63, it says, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Now think about this. It's the Spirit... It's the Spirit who gives life and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. This, this verse here, uh, John 6, 63, this verse frames a contrast between the flesh and the Spirit. I'm talking about our flesh and spirit today. When I'm talking about our words and I'm talking about the power of life and death and I'm talking about echoing heaven or echoing the culture, I'm talking about whether we're walking in the flesh or walking in the Spirit. And this is, what, this is what John 6 and 63 is saying, man. It's framing this contrast that only the Spirit, Jesus said, can impart life. And the flesh profits nothing, man. The flesh profits nothing. When Jesus used the word flesh, it's the word uh, sarx. It's, it's S-A-R-X. And He was, he was speaking of the, of the, of the uh, sinful human nature. And, 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 it, and it, it, it talks about the, the, uh, how the flesh is carnal. And the flesh is self-centered. And the flesh is arrogant. And our flesh is ultimately destructive. So, so words prompted by our flesh, guys, are lifeless. Come on. I don't know about you, but I still have words of flesh that come out of my mouth. Anybody else? If not, I need all of you to gather around me and lay hands on your pastor. I want to echo heaven. I want to release life into the people around me. Come on, man. Help us, God. I need this. I want this flesh, this flesh just to continue to die in us. And this Proverbs 18, 21, words, words either give life or they, or they, or they take life. What, 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 what determines the difference in, in our words? What determines the difference in our words and whether, whether or not it's life or death? According to Jesus here in John, the difference rests in what sources them. What's sourcing our words? Is our flesh sourcing our words? Or is the Spirit sourcing our words? Amen? Well, hopefully when you're at church, the Spirit's sourcing your words. I mean, we're here, we're churchy. We look churchy. We're here to worship. We're around the body of Christ. So we're more intentional of blessing our brothers and sisters and guarding what's there. But what source in, what's, where's, the, where's the source of your words on Thursday when you, had a, when you had a hard week? What's sourcing your words whenever no one's around you? And you... And you put your thumb in a table saw blade. That's, I was not funny, guys. I don't know why you just laughed. There's no, nothing about my thumb is funny. <laughs> Jeremy, you better... What source in your laughter right now, Jeremy? Is that the flesh or is that the Spirit? Help us, Lord. Jesus' words were, were sourced by the Spirit. Therefore, they produced life with profound results. And nature was affected. Because... His words were life-filled. Twisted limbs were made straight because His words were life. Disease left body because His words were life. Demons fled and dead things lived again because His words were sourced with life. His words contained power because they were sourced by the Holy Spirit. Every word Jesus spoke was sourced by the Spirit. How many know the goal for our lives should be the same. To speak when and what the Holy Spirit prompts us to say. Releasing life. Amen? I believe the, the results would be absolutely transforming. Absolutely transforming. I was just thinking even, even you know, like uh, 
I've, I've shared often the testimony of, of my life being raised as a, as a child and um, with my mom and dad. And I, I was raised in a very, in a very nurturing, affectionate home with my, with my mom and dad. So um, hug, hugs and kisses and I love you, Scotty, you know. That was just a normal part of, of my life, not, not just as a child, but as a teenager and as a young dog and as a grown man. I constantly heard that from my dad and from my mom and, and, I, I, and received physical affection and, and encouraging words. And those things shaped me and molded me and released life into me. Come on, somebody. And, and, and so I'm grateful for that because I, that was my, not everyone has that upbringing. But, and all of us can, can probably think of people, young people or children or teenagers or even adults now that, that didn't have that growing up. But, but maybe they, they, they had the opposite spoken to them. And maybe, maybe death was being spoken. There was things said over them that was the lie of the enemy and this and that. Come on, someone. And how, how, how those things shape uh, each and every one of us and how we've got to walk in that and allow God to heal it. But man, they contain so much power. So much power. So what we learned is, is it's either the flesh or the Spirit that's sourcing our words. We talked about that's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks and how important the condition of our heart is. And can I just say real quick that what you tolerate will eventually dominate. It just is. What you tolerate will eventually dominate. The lies that you tolerate and the, and the lies that you accept will eventually dominate. If you, and that's why we need the, the help and the work of the Holy Spirit in us so much. Scripture is so clear about, about uh, concerning our flesh and, and, and what we need to do in this battle with it. And let, me, let me just quote these to you so you don't have to turn to them, but in Galatians in chapter 5, in verse 16 and 17, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. Like, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things uh, that you wish. So walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. It's revealing this battle, the flesh and the Spirit. And then, and then in Galatians 5 and 24, it goes on and it says, and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and with its desires. Right? Like crucifying the flesh. I mean, you know, we got to crucify the flesh. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, I die daily, right? Like, I, like we, 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 we learn to wake up every day and, and we, invite, we invite Holy Spirit to fill our heart and fill our minds and fill our mouths. Come on, man. That we want to echo, echo. We want to echo heaven. Holy Spirit, I need your help. And every day, we, just, we, we crucify the flesh where we've been hurt, where we've been wounded, where we're discouraged, where we're offended, right? All of these things that, that may have come in through that, that, that day before, that night, or whatever that be, we wake up and we crucify the flesh by giving that stuff to the Lord and surrendering it to Him, right? And it's, and it's, a, daily, it's a daily thing of crucifying the flesh. It's a daily thing of crucifying the flesh because things happen every day, Amen? So there has to be an intentional decision to daily, again, crucify the flesh and choose to walk in the Spirit. Choose to walk in the Spirit. So I got, I got this is going on. I know this is going on. This is happening. This situation is going on in my life. And it hurts and I don't like it. And this thing that happened, this thing that happened, it was unfair. It was unfair. And the lies that these people said, that, that, was, that was unfair. And whatever that it is, we've all got situations. And then I've got to recognize that. And I've got to crucify my flesh. And I've got to say, Jesus, I want to represent you today. And I want my life to echo heaven. And I want to walk in peace. Come on, man. I want to walk in peace. I want to be filled. My words will fill my belly. That, that Proverbs uh, 18 and I think verse 20, that scripture right there. So I'm like, Lord, I'm going to choose it. I'm going to be intentional. And I'm going to put my flesh aside. And I'm going to give it to the Lord. And I'm going to choose to forgive. And I'm going to ask the Lord to heal my heart. And I'm going to 
ask for a healthy heart and I'm going to surrender it to the Lord and then I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to equip me and empower me and I'm going to walk in Him. Amen? Every day, help me with this, Jesus. Intentional decision to crucify the flesh and walk in the Spirit. In Galatians 5 in verse 25 says, if we live in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. Amen? But if we live in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. So I just feel like this is... This is, a, this is a familiar word. Like, I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't know, right? We've heard this. We understand the power of words. But I'm telling you, man, guys, we need to walk in it in greater depth. We need, to, we need to walk in it in greater depth. And not even, not just in the way of making sure that we're not speaking death out, but even being more intentional. Man, if I know that I carry life, if I, if I know that I, if I have life in me that, that Crystal can, can benefit from, then why would I withhold that life from her? If God puts something on my heart and, and He wants to speak and encourage me, and I have no idea what, what happened that day or what's happened this week or what she needs or what she's gone through, but I know who does, the one that loves her. Come on, man. And you want to talk to the people that you love. You want to lift up. You want to instruct. You want to encourage the people that you love. He is always wanting to speak to you. He's always wanting to speak to the people around you. So what if we just walked in the Spirit and not in the flesh every day with such a, a, a sensitivity with our ear turned to the Holy Spirit that we hear what He's saying to us about us, but then we also realize that in our tension of hearing life that He's giving us to release into someone else. And, and who knows? How that one word, that one encouraging thing that God gives you for someone, how it'll completely alter their day. Amen? Come on. It's so good. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Be sourced. Be sourced by the power of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do, God. And we, we, we learn to crucify. Crucify the flesh. Amen? And I love this because we, we heard this before, but this, the, this word walk, where it says walk in the Spirit... Um, it means to follow. It means to abide. It means to uh, uh, remain in agreement with. Come on, somebody. So it's continually following the Holy Spirit every moment of our lives and allowing every word you speak to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. How, how, many, how many of you guys have the, uh, have the anointing of, of patience? Some of you... Some of you have more a greater anointing of patience than the than others. I feel like I'm a pretty patient person, unless I'm in a hurry, and I'm always in a hurry. So therefore, there's a struggle. I was somewhere not long ago, and, and I wish I remembered where it was. I just remember I, I remember I was I was in a hurry. I had I had things going on. I was on I was on a tight uh, time time frame, and. Um, um, I think I was at Home Depot. Actually, I was at Home Depot, Depot getting paint. And there's a young girl working behind the counter. And there's just a couple people there, uh, just, you know, homeowners, a couple, couple ladies getting paint for whatever around the house. And then there are a couple contractors there. They're working. They're busy. You know, they, they, they're, they need to get in and get out. This, this little girl, bless her heart, she was doing the best that I could. I was in a hurry. She got my, my paint uh, sample. She was getting ready to mix it. But then one of these contractors came in. She knew him. He gave her stuff real quick. And then she put mine down. And then she kind of forgot about it. And so I was just standing there waiting. And then, so I started to feel this. You might know what I'm talking about. Like I felt that. I think my, my compl the color of my skin complexion changed probably a little bit. And I, I, but I started to feel it. But I had to be really good because I'd already finished my sermon. And um, so I'm just watching this young girl. She's doing the best that she can. And anyways, long story short, I'm just there and, I, and I'm just thinking, man, only God knows what this girl's going through. Who called in sick that day? Who didn't make it while she's working in there with all these people by herself? This and that. And, and I said all that to say because there was a, a gentleman at the, at the counter and he was, he was, uh, he was not nice. And he was, he was speaking death into this young girl that had absolutely no control over her being the only one behind that desk. You know what I'm saying? 
So it wasn't her fault. I'm sure she'd just have 10 people back there working with her, but she's the one taking the brunt of it. And, 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 it, man, and I, like I said, I've been working on this, and, and it just it, it made me think it's like, you know, it's those times in our everyday life at work or at home, things with our spouses, things with our kids, driving down the road. You know, it's just like, man, I just want to reflect heaven all the time, don't you? And I feel like there's times where it's so easy for me to, and then there's times like that where, where I've got to really be intentional. But, but you know what? When I'm walking with the Holy Spirit, and I'm close to the Holy Spirit, like even in that moment, like I, 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 I was joking about my complexion. I, I was, it didn't bother me because I, I just felt my, my heart moved for her. My heart broke for her. And so I just stood back. And then finally, whenever she got everyone else done and remembered that she had my paints up over there, she came and she apologized that she forgot got mine. And, she, and, I, and so I just loved on her and I blessed her and I encouraged her and I told her how good of a job that she was doing. And, and hopefully when I walked away from there, she had a little bit more life deposited into her. Amen. And I just think, man, guys... Uh, there's a whole lot more ways to reflect heaven than, than to stand on a street corner with the big sign that says, you know, repent and be saved. I think the greatest impact that you're going to have on the kingdom is releasing life throughout your life, of echoing heaven in every situation that He calls us to. Come on, somebody. Let me finish with this. Let you guys go. I want you to read this with me. If you'll turn to Ephesians in chapter... Uh, Ephesians in chapter 4, Ephesians 4, and I'm going to have you just go down to verse 29, yeah, so Ephesians 4 and verse 29, you guys got it? Alright, so li listen to this, I'm going, to, I'm going to finish with this, so he says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Then he says this, he says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, let it all be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even, even as God in Christ forgave you. And then if you go on, chapter 5, verse 1, it, it, it tells us, it, it, talking about the echo, and it says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children. So I'm just going to close with a few thoughts on this real quick, and I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to pray together. But, but, but here, here, here is saying, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Think about that for a second. So we're going to leave here today and say, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Whew! How many of you feel like that's obtainable? How many of you feel like that's obtainable? I will tell you, in the flesh, that's impossible. But in the Spirit, it's obtainable. If we're walking, if we're filled with the Spirit, if we're walking in the Spirit, remaining and dwelling and sourced by the Spirit and not our, not our flesh, we can therefore let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. He's talking about things that are foul, that are dirty, that are harmful, evil, abusive, um, um, unwholesome, right? Unwholesome, some of the translation use that word there. Um, and the, the Greek word for unwholesome is, is sapros, and it means, it means rotten or, or, or putrid. So think about this for a minute. Let no rotten, unwholesome, putrid thing come out of your mouth. Now here's the key to this. Paul is speaking to believers in Ephesus right here. Okay, so put this in context. He's speaking to the believers in Ephesus. Now, here's what you need to see about Ephesus. In Ephesus, there was a there was a demonic a, a demonic temple uh, that 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 had been erected there. The, uh, witchcraft and uh, divination were rampant. Uh, the streets were filled with immorality, with with prostitution and evil. So, in other words, the culture was unwholesome. It was rotten. 
And, and, and Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus right here because it would have been easy for the believer's words to become an echo of the culture. How many you know it's the same today in everything that we see? With sexuality, with, with, with perversion, with everything, with negativity, with people tearing one another down. The Scripture says in the last day the hearts of many will grow cold. People are mean. People are hateful. If they just disagree with one another, the death that comes out of their tongues, and then yet somehow this often makes its way into the church, guys. And this is kind of what Paul was dealing with because there was so much unwholesome, unhealthy stuff there in Ephesus and and just, men, there was just evil at great levels. And so Paul is teaching them and he's talking to them and he's warning them about this. Do not, he, he says in here, God, church, waken. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, whenever, whenever, we spe- when, whenever our words are sourced by our flesh, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Come on. When we tear down and not build up, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So Paul is warning them and he says, he says don't grieve. Do not grieve. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Guard your heart. Guard, guard what comes out of your mouth. He's saying, don't, don't, don't echo the culture, but echo heaven. Release life. Only what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Right? Why? Because grace empowers people with hope, with inspiration, and with life. They carry words. The Spirit carries life. Come on, somebody. So I'm just stepping into this today. I know, I know it's familiar It's familiar to us. We know this, but I just don't know that we always walk in it. And I feel like, I feel like that we're, we're often, we, like we, 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 we've allowed some gray areas in. Come on, someone. I, you, you might not cuss, but maybe been so in discord. You might not be so in discord, but maybe it's just maybe 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 you just have become overly critical and, and you just, just negative 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 everything but why? How many of you know there will always be things around you that are that, that 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 you could speak negative about? Always. I love this church. There there's there is a lot. There are things in this church that you could speak negative about. And what if we just spoke life? What if we just released life? What if we did that over our children all the time? What if we did that over our spouses and just begin to speak that? What if we just begin to what, what if we just begin to bless instead of curse? Come on. What if we just begin to speak life over our city? Come on. Because you got you got you got the power of life and death are in your tongue. Come on, somebody. So so I just ask you, like, what's what what is proceeding? What's proceeding out of our mouth? What is proceeding out of our mouth? Have, have we become an echo of the culture around us or, or a voice that reflects the citizenship of heaven? I'm going to have uh, Craig Common. I'm going to pray over you for a second. But this, David, there's, there's a scripture in Psalm, and um, it's, Psalm, it's Psalm 141 in verse 3. I appreciate it so much. This is David, and this is what he says Set a guard. O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Isn't that powerful? Because he understood the power of words. So let's read this again. Like let's, let, let's just let this be our prayer as we step into this. Set a guard. Lord, set a guard. Set a guard, O Lord. Set a guard. Let there be a guard. Holy Spirit, be the guard. Set a guard over my mouth. And keep watch over the door of my lips. Oh God, I cry out to you and I say, God, set a guard over my mouth. Set a guard over my mouth. I need your help. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I choose to crucify my flesh. God, I want to echo heaven. I want to release heaven. I want to release life. I pray today that I would continue to crucify the flesh. That Holy Spirit would reveal when, 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 when something in my heart isn't right. So that it doesn't overflow and leak out of my mouth and death come out. But I pray today, God, that I want to walk and live in such a way, not just in the good moments, but in the hard times, in everything that I do, God, 
whether I'm being encouraged or whether I'm being persecuted, God, that my life would echo heaven, that my life would echo heaven, that I would begin to, 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 that I would begin to see things from the perspective of heaven. You know, the scripture says that, that we are seated in heavenly places, seated in heavenly places. You know what that means? that means? That means we have the ability as sons and daughters of the King to, 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 to view through the perspective of heaven down to earth, not just from earth up to heaven. Because down here I'm going to see things through my flesh. But as I lean in and I trust and I walk in the Spirit and I begin to cry out, Father, let me see what you see. Let me feel what you feel. It's like even at Home Depot, I was standing there and I was watching this. It's like, I just begin to pray over her. And it's like, I just, in the Holy Spirit, just begin to fill my heart with love for this little girl that I don't know anything about her. But I begin to feel His heart for her. Isn't that something? Thank you, God. And Pastor, Pastor Jason, there's going to be, iron sharpens iron. There's going to be, how many know that conflict is good? conflict is good. You're going to have conflict. You're going to have conflict in your marriage. You're going to have conflict with your children. You're going to have conflict with church leaders. Conflict is not bad. It's how we handle conflict. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, and we're walking the Spirit, but see, where conflict gets in trouble is we often operate through conflict with our flesh. And our flesh is selfish. So Pastor Jason, if you and I have conflict, and I'm in my flesh, it's not going to end well because I'm always right. Do you need them to write that down? Come on, seriously? Right? But see, when, when I'm in the Spirit, I'm not thinking about me. I'm not thinking about my desire. I'm not thinking about my perspective or my viewpoint or getting my two cents in there. Come on, the only thing I'm thinking about and concerned about is echoing heaven. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to care a whole lot more about this man than I care about whatever conflict that we've got to work through. All of a sudden now, we are covered with humility and we're covered with grace and we're covered with mercy and we're covered with the love of the Father and we can hear each other and disagree with one another and our love actually increases instead of decreases. And we can do it all with gentleness and tenderness with the love of the Father. Come on, someone. And I can do it because I can sit there because I can know, I know, I know, I know that, that life and death lie in the power of my tongue. So I'm going to be extremely intentional of what's coming out. Amen. Well, I'm done. Put a guard, oh God, over my mouth. I, I hope you got something out of this today. I hope it's been good. It's been, I needed it, so you guys just got to be a part of the Lord strengthening your pastor, I guess. I'm going to encourage you to release life into your homes every day. I'm going to encourage you to begin to release life into your marriage every day. And I'm going to encourage you to begin to release life if you have children in, into, your, into your children every day. I want you to begin to ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to say to your wife. And I, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to say to your husband and to your children. And I want you to be intentional of not withholding that. Because I guarantee you, you can, you can write, write out a whole list of all the stuff that that guy's not doing right. And you can write out a whole list of everything that you're frustrated with her about. But I'm going to tell you what, the thing that will have the greatest impact is if you just hear from heaven and release life into that person and release life into your children. Come on, what if we just become intentional and you're walking in here and you're coming to church on Sunday and you're walking in thinking, I'm going to hear from heaven. I'm going to get a word of life today for someone. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit who He wants to talk to because life, life is inside of me. Come on, someone. And all of a sudden, you get a word for, from Lena and you just go up and you just tell her how beautiful she is and you tell her how much God loves her and how powerful and how her life impacts you as, as her being a part of your body and how grateful and how thankful that you are for them and their little family and this beautiful little baby girl. Amen. And how much here, just thank the Lord. Come on, all the time that God has connected them to be part of your family. And you just begin to just release into her the things that you see. Think about how powerful that is if we begin to walk with that level of intentionality. Amen. So, crucify the flesh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Craig uh, lead us in a song for just a moment. 
And I'm going to take us back to the beginning of this message. And I'm going to give the opportunity for your heart to be healed. Because your heart will leak through your mouth. So this is where it begins at right now. I just went through some ministry time just a couple weeks ago. And it was so good. I didn't realize some of the, some of the stuff that I had in me. I didn't realize some of the wound and some of the pain that I had in me from things that had happened until we just begin to talk and walk through these things and we begin to break those things off. And I can I tell you guys, my heart is healthy today. My heart is healthy. My thumb is not, but my heart is. I want you to have a healthy heart today. And the truth is, life gets really hard. And there are, there's evil in this world and people do bad stuff. But no one, no one can allow your heart to be healed but you. So I'm going to give an invitation as Craig sings and I'm going to ask you to come. And if you just, if you know that there's bitterness, maybe there's unforgiveness, um, whatever things that might be going on inside of you that you need to crucify the flesh this morning and come and get into the blood, then I'm going to invite you just to come and flood this altar. And I'm just going to ask you to, to leave people alone and let them just be alone with the Lord. Amen? And if you want someone to pray with you, then come and get me or Pastor Jason or Lady. But I, just, I think I just want it to be really private just with you and the Lord to come and lay that thing down and ask the Lord to heal your heart this morning. Amen? So will you stand with me? Can we do that? And uh, yeah. So I'm just going to open up the altar right now. I'm going to invite you to come and, uh, and, and you just you come and, and lay things down here at the feet of Jesus, man. And uh, let's give it to the Lord, man. Then we'll pray over us in just a moment all together. This altar's open. You come. Come on. I know there's things, guys. We, we've all had it. So I know there's things. Come on, just release. Just give it to God. Come on, give that thing to Him, man. It's not for yours to carry. Let's empty that weight out of that pack, man. Come on, guys. Come on. Look, we're going to echo heaven when we leave here today, guys. Come on. Come on. This is my Thank you, God. Here is where I lay Jesus, we need you. This is my surrender. I will make room for you to do whatever you want to and do whatever you want to. Come on. I will Come on. make room. I'm not gonna for I'm not gonna push you because you gotta be ready and you gotta be willing, but I know there's more. I know all of us have gone through things, guys. I, man, I just, I'm just, i going to give you one more invitation. Come and release that thing. Come and give it to God. Come and come. Come and ask Him to help you. Come and ask Him to help you to forgive. Come and ask Him to help you release it. Come and lay it at His feet, guys. This is my surrender. This is my surrender. Here is where I lay down. Every lie and every doubt. This is my surrender. Yes, I will make room for you. Do whatever you want to. Do whatever you want to. I will make room.
this is my surrender. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So just as I, we opened up or prayed at worship time this morning, in closing, I'm going to invite you to, again, put your hand over your heart because we're going to pray for our hearts right now. He is healer. And He is restorer. He's a miracle worker. Come on, guys. He can make all things new. He can take what is broken and make it new. So let's just release. Let's release. Let's crucify some flesh right now. Let's release our hearts to the Lord. So Father, we just we just come together corporately together as the body. We're in agreement. We, we agree with heaven. We agree with Your Word. Father, I just pray right now over each and every one of us. God, I pray for healing of our hearts. Where we've been wounded, God. Where we've been offended. Where we've been hurt. Where we've been discouraged. Where we've been let down. Where we've let sin in. Where we've not chosen to fully forgive. God, whatever that it is, we choose right now for our flesh to be crucified. We choose right now to forgive. We choose right now to let that offense go. We choose right now to let you heal the brokenness in us, God. And we pray right now, Father, heal our hearts. Heal our hearts. Heal our hearts and come and fill our hearts, Holy Spirit. Whereas we're full of you, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks, we'll be releasing you. We'll be echoing heaven in all that we do. I pray, God, that we walk in the revelation that we are carriers of life. Life and death lay in the power of the tongue. I pray, God, that our words are sourced from the Spirit and no longer sourced in the flesh. Holy Spirit, we invite You to convict us and awaken us when flesh begins to arise and when those, when those words begin to, to be formed, when they begin to flow out up into our heart. Holy Spirit, we pray for conviction that we can stop that right there and not allow our words to be sourced by flesh, but we then stop it and we, we, we get in Your Spirit and we allow the, the Word to be sourced from the Spirit and release life. I want to be a giver of life. Father, let my life echo heaven. 
In my personal life, over myself, let me echo heaven. In my home with my family, Lord, help me to echo heaven. God, out in the world, at the restaurants, at the stores, driving down the road, everywhere I go, let me be an imitator of you, O God. And let my words and let my thoughts and my actions echo heaven, God, in everything that I do. May you be what's flowing out of my life. May I release life and power in you and through you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give Lord a praise offering. Love you. Honor you. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time. 